It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. episode 394 what's the day oh my gosh september 28th 2023 uh big show today i'm pumped up world championship show and special guest in studio uh, let's bring on our guest stefan micic just 157 kilos world title out in serbia a couple weeks ago and well first of all stefan how you doing i'm good man thanks for having me bader yeah. What's up, Tyler? What's up, dude? <laughs> yeah, and, and Flow Wrestling's own Tyler Meisinger um, wrestled at Michigan with Stefan, representing the M right now. Oh, so, maybe. And, and from what I understand, not you guys are not only teammates, but like close friends within that. Is that right? Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, we used to live with each other. We were, yeah, we were roommates our, um, my last year at Michigan. Me, Miles, Amin, and Tyler were the three of us were roommates. And I won all the living so, room wrestling matches. So the second they start putting furniture on the mats, it's over for the world. <laughs> Is that right? Stefan, can we confirm this? I don't know. I <laughs> I usually just try to stay away, but it was always usually Tyler and Miles going yeah, at it. I, 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 I'm always like the guy that has wants, has no energy to wrestle like after <laughs> like training. I'm always that guy, but Miles is used to it because he's got a brother and they're just always fighting each other. So like yeah. Tyler's always wants a piece of that and I'm like Nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I was the ref. You Okay, you're the ref. Right on. And actually, Tyler was out at Worlds last year, which was also in Serbia. And you guys stuck around like afterwards. You hung out in Serbia in some other like exotic places, right? <laughs> yeah, we went to Montenegro afterwards, which is like uh, it used to be part all together with Serbia. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a beautiful coast. Um, we went to like an area called Budva. Um, beautiful beach town. There's a, a lot of exploring you can do around and uh, honestly, it was it was an amazing time. It was so pretty, I'm glad Tyler came with us. It was a sweet deal for me because Flo paid for my trip out to <laughs> Serbia, and then Stevan's family already had an Airbnb, and they're like, "I was like, I'll I'll pitch in for the Airbnb," and they're like, "No." Stevan's dad is someone who's just like, "No, I will pay for everything for you. Like, always takes care of you." So I got kind of a free vacation out of it last year. It was pretty cool. Yo, let's go. Let's <laughs> hang out with your dad, yeah. out in Montenegro. 
Hey, you're welcome. You're welcome over, Vader. Come on. Okay, next time I'm out in Montenegro, I'll hit you guys up. <laughs> we'll do the daddy thing. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Awesome. Uh, okay, I want. I mean, there's several things I want to talk about, and you can jump in any time, Tyler, and take this any direction you want. But, you know, maybe the last time you're on the show, it's it's been a minute, but you know, the plan was like it was 141 at Michigan because you're a tweener, right? And, and you're kind of stuck in 61, 57 is really hard. And it was yeah. like. At least the last time, the idea was like, all right, I just got to get big and, and go 65 because 57 is not going to work. I know that, that, I don't know, when did you decide, nah, actually, let's let's re- rethink that? So, yeah, that's a really good question. Um, So last, I remember last time we were on, it was like right when I was finishing my like exams, I think when I finished at Michigan. Um, and I, I was planning on going up to 65. Um, it was actually a pretty difficult deci- uh, decision because I, I was like pretty bummed out being sick at the Olympics and then trying to rush up in a 65 right after that. I'm thinking like, Hey, like Serbia wants me at the Olympic weights. Like, let's go up. But you know, you already have a really short cycle of three years. Think about it right now. Paris is already less than a year away from now. So from that point on, we were like, Hey, we got to get bigger. Well, going into the college season was an extremely difficult thing for me. Um, not because I didn't want to do it, but just on my own and you know for the team how it worked out was we just thought like going 41 would have been like the better answer for me in that situation when it was probably the worst thing that I could have done because not only are my you know have been used to making 57 kilograms which is 125 and a half for the past three years on in the freestyle circuit or uh, three, three years I'm now trying to go up instead of one weight classes but two weight classes which is really hard um so that was you know, my body had never really even recovered fully from the 57 kilogram, you know, weight that I had been with like my strength. And so after that college season, you know, we, we decided to give it a try at Europeans and that didn't go great either. It was just like, I felt, you know, I still didn't feel like myself yet. You know, I felt like maybe like 70, 80% of my, my strength was back. And so, uh, after what happened, ended up happening was, um, we went to the Mediterranean Games, which there was only Olympic weights. I went 65, and I wrestled Abakarov there, and he, like, killed me. Like, he, he just felt too big for me, and I was like, yeah, I'm done with this. Like, I'm going to go 61. I don't care what Serbia has to say about it. And at that point, we like, around that time, though, I had I kind of had started to – my body had started to get back to, like, you know, I had taken the time, body recovered. I'm, I feel like, hey – I'm myself again. I just need to figure out this weight situation. Well, then we we ended up going to these uh, this training camp and uh, in Bulgaria uh, over the summer. And my weight just kind of like just from the training, just from what I had been doing, was just coming down so low again to what it was. But I felt strong. I felt like I was doing what I needed to do was eat, you know, eating my food, the right foods and stuff. And it ended up like about a month and a half before the world, they were like, "Hey, like I know you're coming down, but your weight's in a really kind of a situation where you were." making the weight when you were feeling good like would you be down and try it again and i was like i was like look like you know it's a federation <laughs> i'm willing to do stuff for them too but i want to do well myself look like i haven't had to make that weight i'll i'll do it like let's just do it but like look i'm not going to be the one to blame you guys this is on you guys if i'm not doing you know how i'm supposed to do and uh you know we managed the weight. we i had started working with a new uh strength uh trainer uh one of my good my cousin's uh best friends from pt school but he, he trains a lot of fighters out in washington his name is dylan lemery so shout out dl training systems uh he really helped me kind of get a, a plan together for my weight and, st- and my strength training to keep my explosion and power and 
that that ended up making the weight cut and I felt really really good getting down there um so once once I made that weight I was like hey I can always every time I've made the first time of the year make the weight I feel really good it's just when I try to consistently stay down at that weight I start to start getting injuries getting sick feeling bad um so sort of a thing where it's like hey let's spend about a month you know getting my weight in order you know rip the weight off I'm used to I I'm used to the water loading I'm used to the food purport the portioning the you know the certain foods that I'm eating for you know higher in fat and protein cutting the carbs out uh, all that kind of stuff I'm, I'm pretty good at doing so once I ended up winning a, a world medal it was something to be like hey I was able to get my confidence back for myself no I'm I'm right there to do it got the monkey off my back for the world medal and was like hey Let's go into this world's again and actually focus on my wrestling now because, you know, if I don't have to be worrying about cutting weight and I can do what I did last year, I can just focus on beating the best guys and being my best self. So that was really the plan for me. Yeah. For 57. Uh, yeah, yeah. And and just and, and maybe considering weight, right, consider the NCAA season or compare the NCAA season versus the international season and – yeah the differences and what you well, like or I, don't like yeah and i know like the, the the college season is just definitely more of a thing that kind of wears on your body a little bit and if you aren't at the right weight class like i wouldn't be able to have made 125 in college there's no way because just the amount of times you have to compete um but so 33 was always that weight for me and it always just felt like super easy didn't have to really watch my weight or anything i was always about 140 to 141 usually going down to 133 and being like I had it down, no, nothing even even stress over. Um, so then when I started making 57 for Serbia, it was definitely something that I was still only competing at the weight class like four to five times a year. But, uh, you know, after year after year after three three different years of it, and then, you know, catching mono before Tokyo, it's just something that I, I was pretty wiped out for. And I, I felt burnt out doing it until, um, you know, we, we kind of refocused things again. Hey, let's not get ahead of ourselves yet. This is a short... Uh, uh, cycle we yeah. can we can do this again so that's kind of how I felt with it and um, you know going from the college season to the freestyle season which freestyle has always been my passion anyways for anyone who's known me I've never really been you know I love folk style but freestyle to me is like my passion and my everything for me like all my goals better. have never been really focused on an NCAA title it's just been kind of like what takes to, to go on the path for me to get to a world type to be a world champion and to be an Olympic champion so um, yeah and I, I, you know, I never did win an NCAA title. I was an NCAA runner-up and a Big Ten champion. But uh, I w that I'm thankful to wrestle co uh, in college for you know the, the stuff that I've done to build to to get to where I am now is, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad I did it still and that I wrestled in college. You know. Yeah, uh, Tyler, do you remember when, or were you guys living together? I assume you knew him at the time when he was like, "Hey, I'm gonna go wrestle for Serbia," and like, what was your what was your like? We that was your freshman year, right, Tyler? It, it would have been my freshman year of college. Um, oh, so you're probably living in the dorms, and he was yeah, I was, he was in, in his the fifth dorms. year or something like that. <laughs> my yes, first year at Michigan. Stefan was already in his like sixth year, fifth year at Michigan. I was a freshman. Yeah. No, I don't. I just remember. I think when I got there, he was already planning on doing that. Okay. Um, I actually have a funny story. I remember when I was in high school. Um, I I wasn't like super great at wrestling right away like when I was younger um and and I was like a walk-on at Michigan right and I remember looking on at Flo's Instagram they posted like a picture of all the junior world team members as the year Sevon was on the junior world team and I remember clicking I remember being like man who is this guy like he just seemed kind of uh 
I, I used I used a word with Stevan that I won't use on like the uh, on on the on the podcast, but like just uh, <laughs> I sure it's being like, who is this guy? So um, I remember just having like an opinion about Stevan. Like, man, this guy seems like someone I wouldn't want to hang out with. Give me the first letter of the word D. <laughs> yeah, like uh, and so. <laughs> so I'm just like, I, and then I remember going on my official to, to Michigan, and uh, he. I thought he was at Northwestern. I wasn't like keeping up yeah. at the time, and uh, and I go to like a team dinner, and Stefan's just sitting there, and I'm like, man, how did this guy get over here? Like, <laughs> and then lo and behold, we ended up becoming like he ended up becoming one of my best friends in Michigan. But it was kind of funny because uh, he had like. He had this picture. He just the way Stefan used to post on Instagram. I just remember being like, "It was Man. not great. It was very <laughs> bad." So it was when Instagram was starting to try to like, you know, you you try to look cool and stuff, but like then you use like the crazy filter color <laughs> ways. And I just was like, there's out a, of this world. Like, there's I a picture burned believe. in my memory of Stefan like leaning from behind a tree or something like that. You remember what I'm talking <laughs> it about? It was kind of fire. It, it was kind of fire. Like the thought of it, and then when you like actually see it, and you were like, you look still like pubescent doing it, it <laughs> looked messed up oh, oh yeah. snap so you but the you were like all right did you gonna wrestle for serbia yeah i mean i i always thought it was i know that some people like especially in the united states have issues with it but i always thought it was amazing and if you know stevon you know how obsessed he is with serbia it was funny i was it was after stevon won in the semis at worlds this year i saw sean bormet in the back halls and he's like Man, I'm so pumped for Stevan. He's like, he's like in Serbia, and he, he puts his hand on my shoulder. He's like, that guy, he loves the United States, but he loves Serbia. <laughs> and I was like, that, yeah, like Stevan. If you know Stevan, you know how obsessed with Serbia, his culture, he is. So, if you know, I've got, him, I've got like my Serbian icons in the yeah. back of my families. <laughs> That's so ironic too. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. Like my candle, my Serbia, like. Our family stuff back here but uh no i've like you know for people who always say you know what are you doing wrestling for uh serbia like well, this is you live in america america gave you everything like yeah of course i'm very proud to be an american as well uh, i mean that's where that was where i'm from here you know um and you got to remember a couple of things first of all i made the decision to do this when i was 19 years old turning 20 after the, my junior uh like world team when i got bronze so uh, do I know that I'm going to be the best guy or not the best guy in 10 years from that point? No. Or five to six years from that point? No. I'm doing this before I'm a junior level athlete, so like becoming a senior level. No idea for that. I love the idea for me was, hey, you're Serbian. Uh, you you can you can wrestle for us. You can go to every European Championships. I was like, I want to do that. I want to wrestle every European Championships. You can go to the World Championships and wrestle the best guys. I was like, I want to do that in freestyle. You can travel. That was awesome. That's what I was thinking about when I was that age. Not about the factor of like, do you think that I'm going to be able to beat Gilman in seven years from now? Do you think you're going to be able to go have to go through the gauntlet? I'm not thinking about that. Like this is about me doing what I want to do for myself as an athlete. And you see other uh, athletes for so many other countries that have dual citizenships living in one place and competing for their national team for another place. And it's not just me. And I am actually Serbian. Like my, my whole fam, my father's side of the family is hundred percent. My grandparents immigrated from Yugoslavia in the, in the late fifties uh, for here. And I have a lot of family that lives here in the Chicago area. And I have a, uh, a lot of a lot that live back uh, in Serbia near Belgrade in uh, in Bos- Bosna uh, I have family you know all over there 
Um, so it's not like I'm also like, you know, you see it, how many Russian guys are change over. It, it doesn't matter to them that where they're from, that, they're, you know, they're Russian and they're, oh, I, I'll go wrestle for, uh, you know, Germany or I'll go wrestle for Italy or I'll go wrestle for wherever. And they're not of that country. Like I actually have heritage there. So I, I really don't understand the problem when it just comes to an individual trying to express what they love to do, you know? Um, so at the end of the day, I, I mean, it's pretty simple. I think it's a pretty simple uh, situation. Uh, well, it, it, it's crazy you know. because when you decided to go to Serbia and probably when when Seabass decided to go to uh, Puerto Rico, people would have thought, man, these guys won't make the team. But here they are, one and two in the world. And it, it seems like it's, it's worked yeah. out really well. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it, it definitely has. And at the end of the day, I mean, it would be cool to represent the U.S. and go and, and be the guy for the U.S. too, looking at it as, as I am now, like being the world champ. I'm just thinking like, yeah, that'd be cool. But, I mean, U.S. is so dominant right now anyways. Like, they didn't need my points this year to win the title. But not saying it like that. Uh, you know, I, I definitely am just um, – I'm really happy for the situation that I'm in. And, I, I, I mean, I wouldn't change it going back again either because, um, you know, a Ser- being a Serbian and being, uh, you know – being an Orthodox Christian, being a Serbian, being of like that and, and it being such my heritage being so strongly rooted here in the U.S. Like I didn't I've done things growing up as a kid that I like didn't realize were like not normal. I thought I like I thought like everybody had like Christmas in January, January 7th. And I went to school. I was like, yeah, I have Christmas today. And they're like, they're like, I can't go to school. They're, I'm like, school's not like uh, canceled or something like that. They're like, why is the break not going? They're like, no, like you, we have Christmas the 25th. So like I would celebrate it from my mom's side that, and then I would try to have like two Christmases, and I thought I was like this boss that got <laughs> like awesome. two Christmases, and thought that was like normal for people. You know what I mean? So it yeah. wasn't, uh, you know, we had our, our our Saints Day. You have like all we have our traditions. We go to church every Sunday, like and because church is a big thing for us here is a, is your your culture. You identify through the church because that's kind of how the community can get together. So you know that that's very very strongly connected for me uh, in my youth and growing up. So yeah. Uh, okay, as far as training, Tyler tells me you trained Galaxy RTC. Yeah. Uh, Tell me about this. I'll explain. My so so my situation was kind of unique to where um, I had my father's always been kind of my main my always has been my main um, my main coach somebody that I work my technique with that I work my you know tactics someone that I'm always talking to and we're always focusing on how I'm changing and evolving as a wrestler together ever since I was younger. Um, and it was sort of that thing where I loved being at Michigan and Michigan helped me reach my, what I could, could reach. Uh, uh, and the thing that got tough was though, was when I was juggling college and freestyle and then having my dad away from me, it kind of felt were something that I working with my dad and then him not being there to kind of like how I felt that I was working the best. Sometimes I just felt that it took me a couple steps to improve sometimes where like, I would be doing the right thing a lot of times and then I would either kind of either get off track of it and I just felt that it took a lot more effort for me to just make the steps that I needed to do and a lot of times when I would go home the Chicago area has like tons of we have there's so many like immigrants from other places where I have a lot of like Russians and guys from Kazakhstan and guys that are just in the Chicago area that you would never be like oh you know here's Rustam Ampar is just like driving his truck and I, we started wrestling and I was like what do you, uh, he won the Uriga and he was on the you know Russian national team yeah. and it's just like 
you got this dude who was like battling it out like one one against Rashida for a spot like two years ago. He's just like, yeah, I'm here now in the U.S. living here. So it was like my training situation ended up getting really good whenever I would come home. So, uh, you know, I ended up deciding after Michigan was like, hey, I graduated. I did it for the team. I love everybody there. I just I kind of want to go back home right now. And, and, and start working out and kind of like reset myself a little bit. Uh-huh. And so I did that and we were able to kind of like, you know, build a team around me to where I was able to get the workouts that I needed that really were like self molded for myself and have like, you know, top tier training partners to do it. Where as it worked out to where it, you know, I set it up, obviously it wasn't as convenient as hey, of driving five minutes to go to, to, to Bana and I'd have a, a full college team. But I felt that the workouts that I, wor- I, I was getting in on a daily basis were very high quality and kind of tailored for me that I was kind of, we were, we were building our own practice. We were assessing things and making gains, uh, like that. So that's kind of what happened was how I got moved back. And then what we decided to do after I won my bronze medal was set up and and create kind of like an international wrestling club. We named it Chicago galaxy, me and my father. And it was basically a way that maybe in the future we want to keep building on and expanding where we have athletes come in and this funding can grow. But it's something for me as of now to where, hey, we're able to, you know, travel with Serbia. We're able to bring athletes that want to come and train. Uh, we can kind of have a, a camp thing where we work together with other regional training centers. Like we've worked together with Minnesota's RTC, with, uh, you know, Troy Steiner's brought some guys down for us. We've worked with like, you know, Angel Escobedo's from, from my area. So, we you know, I've worked out, worked with him as well. You know, we had uh, different athletes come over. We have had like some guys from Azerbaijan, Glazer Tilov. He's a, a world bronze medalist come in um we've had you know sabalov is actually uh hetty uh, who competes with me for serbia um he actually is like we've we've kind of worked a deal to where he's like a technically a chicago galaxy athlete too and, he, and he's going to come out come out probably twice probably twice this year before the olympic games to prepare because he really enjoyed our training that we were and we were able to to get more partners we kind of set uh, set up camps in different weeks to train like maybe Illinois will come week we're probably going to have something with Cliff Keen where we either go to Cliff Keen or they come into us where we train and for the most part which we train out of the Beat the Streets uh, Chicago room which is like a state of the art facility yeah. um, in Chicago and uh, or also um, our uh, my childhood uh, kids club region wrestling they just built a brand new facility it's actually very impressive so we're actually able to you know commute and travel with some of these guys that we have so um, yeah, it's a little bit, maybe it seems a little basement right now, but we're, we're growing and growing and it's, it's, it's really kind of, we're, we're, we'll build it as, as it kind of comes. And I mean, with my results this year as well, I, I think it's going to, that's going to definitely help. And with Hattie getting a bronze medal as well. Um, so, yeah. And, uh, well, one thing too, yep. that Stefan was really excited about when he first told me about it is that it's the first, uh, RTC that's not connected to a college, right? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Awesome, and uh, which is kind of cool. Like, it's a uh, no. I feel like that's that's cool because, um, I mean, obviously in an ideal situation, you don't want to be reliant on like schools to be Folk style focused. Yeah, yeah. Because because the way it is right now, a lot of clubs exist to serve the college team, and so this is kind of the first one that doesn't exist to do that. Um, so I think it's kind of cool if 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 more of that happens in the United States, I think it would be good for freestyle wrestling yeah. too. Yeah, and it seems like great opportunities, like you said, to, to do some training with international people. and Yeah, mix we're actually having the Ukrainian teams. women's team come out to Chicago Galaxy at the end of, uh, end of October. So we'll be hosting them for a couple weeks, which is pretty cool. Um, you know, we have, like, a good team of people around us that are, like, part of our club. Like Matt Gentry, um, he actually lives in – he works, he coaches for the University of Chicago team, and he also uh, 
he's also our assistant coach as well. So like he's able to put in some context. We have some other Rus- uh, some guys that are from Russia that live in Chicago now, like Rasul Boziev, and he's uh, he has a- tons of connections that he's able to kind of tie in and like help uh, bring people over and, and help like just at least come out for a couple weeks before they go back and, and get some training in. And Mohamed Chetayev as well. He was uh, he's from the same area as Musakaya that both of them are. He was actually a uh, Musakaya sparring partner for the Tokyo Olympic Games and he moved out here and they have a kids club nearby. So like having a good amount of guys that know what it takes to, at the senior level and have those connections as well helps uh, that, that to facilitate that. It's not just like some like oh hodgepodge oh like want to get together and stuff like that like it's very it's very high level and uh the partners and the people that we want to get together is is pretty high level as well uh and yeah without the folks out thing i mean that's kind of what we wanted to aim for um i know that the the main there's obviously some things like uh universities always have bodies that's one of the biggest things are but if we're working together with other you know rtcs it's not really like a direct it's more of like hey we just want to get better you know in dagestan and Osetia, they don't really care who they'll train with each other and then be in the world finals the next the next month. So it doesn't. I, we, I don't really care about that. It's it's about improving, getting better, and growing the sport of wrestling in of, of freestyle wrestling. So that's what we really want to do. And this wasn't on my notes of things to talk about, but you brought up Musakaya. How about old boy got a gas tank? Oh my god, the dude could always wrestle, but I, dude, I actually I wish I sent in the so clip good. to uh, to Amanda because there's footage of Stevon and Musakaya wrestling with each other. Uh, when Stevon was 17 and Musakai was like 19 or, or 20, yeah, I think he was 20. 20. Um, we Stevon went we over, both, I was over there at, for a camp. I was in Dagestan for my first, um, for my first like trip away from home. I went with like the development. Me and Pico were like the only cadet levels that went. Uh, Jimmy Kennedy was on there. I think like Kilgore was on there. A few different guys, but me and me and Pico were like babies in Dagestan, and uh, we went to, uh, we were in, um, I think it was Kostovert gym. Uh, Musakayev happened to be training in there for that like a couple weeks for this camp and he had just won junior silver I think but we were wrestling for like a 15 minute go and it was just crazy to see like 10 years from that later that point we both win our first world world gold medals it's yeah. just like I think that's a pretty cool thing to, Super to see awesome. you know? yeah, yeah yeah it's fantastic um, okay any sport any industry any, there's rumors Right, good, bad, correct, way off. Um, there's all these rumors, right, about it's in the world. We're in Serbia. These guys don't have to make weight, or they're oh. taking them to yeah. a separate place. I'm sure you, I'm not telling you anything you haven't heard, right? So I just want yeah, to give you no, the floor I, I, to, to I've address heard it these. Before, yeah, you know, even like so. I the thing is that's crazy about those about me making weight and stuff like that is first of all like. I've been doing it for like five years at 57 and I don't really know the difference of like how I, I mean, uh, I guess the main thing would be is I've been doing it for five years just because it's in Serbia and I was able to win my medal. My situation changed like drastically in my, I felt like in my wrestling and how I want to feel like how I want to be as a wrestler. So that is like the first thing is just like, I, I don't understand that. Uh, yeah, I've been doing it just because I went up to 140, 141, and then when I Serbia had me wrestle at sixty five, I was kind of upset that I had to go that weight because I was walk I walk around at, at that weight like just I don't have to cut I just weigh in I eat eat and go weigh in so it was kind of like you know I guess people are like oh well he's you know he's coming from like sixty five well I I would probably just be doing sixty one all the time if I could and then come down to fifty seven it's just like a few times I had to go 65. One was I tried it out. The other one, Serbia wanted me to do it instead of 61. And I was like, okay, whatever. Um, 
But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't understand really that situation. I mean, everyone, I mean, I am a, I am a big 57 and it, it takes a toll on my body. It's not something that's fun to do, like for me to do. And I mean, I had to go and cut weight. I was cutting weight there at the tournament. I was, I was running, I was working out. I was the first one in there working out. I had to lose like, like five, five and a half pounds before the, 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 the morning of the competition. So I had to get to the arena right away when I was working out and running. So it's just like, you know, it's something that is like a tough thing for me to, to, to do, but I know how to do it in a short amount of time and, and make it manageable. And uh, yeah, I'm just, a, I think the thing that people don't realize is like how skinny I am, especially from the waist. My legs are just so skinny and I'm a very tall person. So like me and Tyler were talking about it. It's like, they have these clips of me from this point where I just have a very thick neck. And then my, like, so from here to like this point, people are like, what the heck like who is this guy like how is he at 57 kilograms and then and i look like i'm taller than someone who's like a, an uguyev who's like a 5'2 or 5'3 yeah. type of guy and then then it's like well you look at me next to like an abakarov who's like built like a tree stump his legs are like this thick his arms and waist are just really thick and i'm just like i just have that like tall skinny body Stephane, you know where Stephane has like if you see yeah, him in person he has a very tiny waist and like stick legs and almost like a long torso. Yeah. At least in the singlet, it looks but, long. But if you see, if you see all like the videos, like interviews are all like waist up, waist up, right? Or uh, or even the photos, like when people are posting results, you just you just see Stefan's. He has a huge neck, so he 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 doesn't look like he could make fifty seven. But um, if, and, if you, and you look also at his whole body, we kind of like, I have like my chest is like I have like one of those like. Con like it's a little concave and I have rib flare so my ribs flare out right so like I can't like when I flex or whatever my ribs don't like I don't go down like this they come out so when I breathe out it just my ribs like push my singlet out and makes me look way wider I'm just like hollow though so it's just it's really frustrating like I used to be super insecure about like my chest and everything when I was younger but in my ribs because like literally I'll be in a singlet and my like if you, if you turn like I bend down okay. my ribs like will like they, they come out like this. So it like makes me look like I'm wider. Sure. So just, just to, did you make 57 kilos at the world championships this year? Yes, I did okay. every day. Every I, I day it was on weight and I was feeling it, especially the first, first day. Second day, when you, when you were in the world finals, it feels a lot better making sure. weight. But first day I was, it, I felt it pretty, pretty much. I was a little nervous actually that my first match, I just wanted to get and wrestle my first match because I wanted to just get myself going because I knew I was like that feeling of like, Hey, how, when your legs are a little bit tired, your legs are cramping up and you need to get that water in you. But yeah, I made it. It was, it was, you know, it's, I would, like I said it every time it's, it's, it's doable. It's not very fun to do it. it the, but when you do, when you prepare the right way and I water the way I water load and, 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 you know, the way that I drink my water, I try to drink like a gallon gallon and a half to a couple of days before and then that last day I kind of cut to where it's like only a half a gallon a day mm -hmm. and then the next day like I, I get a little bit of a workout in that day and then at uh, like that night I did a, I did a wrestling workout and then the next morning I just wake up and just plastics like like sweats and just takes about an hour and a half hour 15 where I run bike jog and it's just like my water just starts like yeah. flushing out I, I remember I would say I was... the last 30 minutes of that is like the not fun part where it's like you stand up you start getting like lightheaded you start um for me that's like the hard part where my my back starts to hurt me and i'm like mom my organs <laughs> yeah but but once that's done um it's not bad and the second day is not bad just my legs are just hurting so i did we we, we were pretty ready and rested up for that that second day in finals after the match it was just like 
I really had to just, um, you know, it was all mental for me, this tournament, I think. I mean, my technique felt the best it has, but I don't think my mental, my mind and my, bo- my mind and my body have been in sync to where I didn't have to think about that other stuff. I just made the decision, you know, for the first time. Yeah. And uh, it looks like, Amanda, if you want to pull that that video over that's playing, I think we've we've dug up, I think Tyler did it, the the video of you and Musakayev training. Is this the one you were talking about a few years ago or several years ago? Yeah. Can you see this, Stefan? I can't see it, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, this is you the... guys can see it over there. Great. I've walked I will I, it's a good video. It's uh Stefan's got Muskai's leg up in the air right now. So Stefan in the in the gray shirt, Muskai in the in the red singlet. So, um cool. Oh, oh uh well this might make it tricky if you can't see that, but I want I want to kind of go through um you okay. So this would make it tough. Uh I want I wanted to watch your 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 quarters semis. And, and finals, we kind of got some cut down versions. I had a really quick just yeah, yeah on the weight thing. I remember being really surprised uh, when you told me how heavy you go to bed. I think you said like one thirty two. You'll go to sleep at the day before. Weight I, I I try I try to go to bed at like one thirty one. Like what? I try to go to bed at like one thirty one and a half or so, and then I see if I can flow. If I can flow like a pound of that night, I'm like, like oh my gosh, this was great. So I I try to where it's I'm under. 131 doing my workout so i was like it was like five and a half five and a half five point four i don't know to get it down and then so the I other think, question yeah like what because you you said you mentioned uh your ultimate decision like all right fine i will go 57 for worlds last year you it was after a bulgarian camp uh you said your weight was just kind of naturally floating off like what was your weight like when you were stepping on the scale we were like all right well i I guess if the, if I'm already weighing this much, I, I was I, well. I was weighing like 38, like 37 after my trainings, and it was like I'm too close to like 134 or whatever it is to be like this is a little bit close right now for being a month and a half out after my workouts. I mean, it, you know those camps you just are eating so lean and you're working out like you don't get that appetite. You like oh you go to training up oh, gonna go eat and it's like chicken rice like super lean foods. You're in Europe vegetables and stuff and it was just like. I couldn't believe how my weight was like that, you know. I think it was just because I was trying to just, you know, I was trying to take protein, take, you know, creatine, take, like, a bunch of stuff to try to keep my body, like, bigger. But it was, like, I was, like, inflating myself to be bigger for 141. And then when I just, like, wasn't doing that anymore, I just, my body had kind of, like, naturally, like, just dipped a little bit to where, you know, that makes sense. It just sort of was like, oh, this is what you're, my body's used to being. So that's what, that's what happened. Um, so that, that was kind of like how it is. And then, yeah, the, the water load thing is like, I've kind of got it down to where I, I've done it. I've done more before like the cut, but, uh, it, it's not sustainable. I, I have to do it to where I'm around like five and a half pounds the night and then and lose like five, five in the morning. Mm. That's, that's the, that's the spot and I can do it. So it's like two and a half kilos maybe. Yeah. Okay. So so, uh, yeah, two and five pounds, about two and a half kilos, I think. Uh, okay, so I, my question: We get to the twenty twenty three worlds, draws come out, brackets come out, right? And if anything was rigged, they didn't rig the brackets in your favor. <laughs> um, That's right? true. What, what did you like? Everybody says one match at a time, but we know when brackets come out from the time you're a little kid. I would assume to the time you're Olympian and be, all that. 
you're gonna look ahead and be like, all right, if I beat this guy, I got that guy. If I beat that guy, this is who I'm probably gonna have to wrestle to win, yeah. right? We all do that. You, I assume you did that. What did you think when you saw? Okay, Ogoyev. Okay, Bakarov, uh, Bakarov, Abakarov, and and Haguchi. Quarters, yeah, semis, finals. We, we, this is the, the hardest. We were laughing. Route. Me and Tyler were laughing too because, like, afterwards, I was like, "Yeah, like, really, like, after seeing that draw, I was like, yeah, like, man, I like, what if I didn't make, like, if I, like, I was like, Serbia didn't give me any, like, you know, like, I, like, uh, with like the bracket and stuff like that. Like, how would people think that I'm, uh, like, not making weight and then give me that kind of a bracket, at, at the, <laughs> like, situation? What, what would be the point of that? Be like, if they like. If they gave me that, like they'd probably be like, "Hey, don't make weight for that draw." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that, that's that's a that's a tough that's a tough draw. Um, and um, I I was how do I put this? I, I would say I was a little bit uh, at first. I saw it. I was like, "Damn, like this is tough. This is gonna be hard." I'm sure when my dad saw it and everybody else saw it, they were like, "Dude, this is crazy." Oh, but um, I had been all summer really been. You know, focusing on just getting those the main guys that I have have yet to edge. I've always been there, falling up, falling short, falling short, falling short. It's like, what could I do to be? What could I do to be? Uh, like, what could I do to edge that? And I spent a lot of mental time, like preparing in my head, like, hey, I'm gonna. I did a lot of visualizing, just trying to focus on getting my hand raised, getting my hand raised, winning uh, in those situations. You know what I mean? And I uh, like just in my in the back my backyard over the summer. I try to do a lot of visualizing, just like I'm gonna beat the, the three of those guys and like all, all I like those main guys in my bracket. So and, on the yeah, screen, I literally texted this in in I can see now on the screen. Perfect. Uh, yeah, I texted this to my lifting coach. I said I want Russia, Albania, Japan, and going in the finals. This was before <laughs> Gilman made, didn't make the team. This but, is in May. Uh, so I ended up wrestling that in that order. I wrestled those three guys and won against them. So I was. I was to be, say the least. It's I was crazy. ready for what it. What the crap? And it really got me going. What was that, Bader? I'm sorry. No, I, I said what the crap. So, like, like so I so <laughs> Stevon's a strength coach posted that on Instagram. I just screenshotted it and sent it. Um, Amazing to pull up. Like uh, he this, he called it. You can look at the timestamp. It says May 17th, which is it's kind of crazy. It was in that order that, um, and then Gilman obviously wasn't the rep this year, but Russia was who it was Aguyev who he had in the quarters. Albania. Abakarov in the semis, and then Japan in the finals. Sevon sent that text in May. So I think that's kind of nuts. Extremely nuts. Um, wow, good on you, man. Hey, I, I want to kind of just go through. Uh, we actually want to start yeah. with the, uh, the the quarterfinals, if we can. That would be the match uh, against Aguyev. Um, and this is like, uh, you know, we took away some of the fats about a five-minute video. So if you want to kind of just talk us through what you're seeing, yeah. what you remember, what so you're thinking. So this first period... I was really my legs were really shaky. I had just gotten off the mat with Abdullah from Uzbekistan, who's a very good wrestler, and it was one of those matches where I I started pretty strong and I started just trying to like he kind of can throw the kitchen sink at you. You know, he was beating uh, Uguyev at the Olympics uh, like with like ten seconds left. Uguyev inside tripped him to win. Uh, so this guy was a, a threat. So I was kind of like he started kind of getting a little bit crazy on me, and it, and my legs started. I felt from the weight cut, I started kind of getting that long burn that so I just felt this first period I was really reacting to him hard uh you know that that takedown he got and then later in the match I think uh we get to where I wizard uh I get in this wizard position um 
a couple times and I just didn't clear out of the ties. Like I, I think I ended up tipping him for two, but my, I just was like, I don't know why I'm like, I, I thought about it in my head. I was like, why did I not just like circle back front? Like right here, I think I ended up getting two points for this. And then I just kind of sat there because I was, I was trying to just catch my, my breath, catch my legs. This is where I started feeling that, that weight cut in me a little bit. And just that short amount of time from wrestling. Like I wrestled out the live and 20 minutes later, I, uh, I had to wrestle Uguyev in the quarter. So it was a quick turnaround. Yeah, and I was, you know, what you, you know what I mean? So this was kind of the, that was the part of the match where I was just like, I, that was probably the most that I thought in the whole tournament was that first period in my wrestling, you so know? I was at Worlds with Kozak and Kozak's like the international guy, you yeah. know? And he, he said, yo, Stevon's round of 16 guy, yeah. or round, yeah, round of 16 guy, which was the match before Uguyev. Um, he's like, this guy's no joke. What's it, Abdulayev? Um, Abdulayev, yes, he's very good. He, so he was basically like, this is the litmus test to see how good Stevon is going to be at this world. Yeah. And, and then you ended up dominating that guy, I think. Yeah, it was it was seven. To, it was like 5-0. He got a takedown. Uh, kind of something like I just I started shutting down a little bit. I, like I said, that was my first my first match. I teched my guy quick. So this for, that match was kind of the match where I was like, let's see how I feel moving at the, at the weight like for a full match and closing. So I started really well. And I started, that's when I started kind of feeling that legs a little bit and the, and the lungs a little bit, but we had trained, we have been training for it and preparing to, to have that feel, you know? Um, and end of the day, like, yeah, I gave him a takedown and then I, I think he was coming at me. I sealed the deal. It was ended up being seven two. I, I controlled him. But, uh, um, but after that match, but, you, you refueled up with some Chev Ops, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so what? Yeah. Tell that story. So, um, <clears throat> We get off the mat. We get some ice for my legs and my arms because I started feeling my, the lactic acid build up. I was, I was like, I look at the score. I see match, match, match. Miyagi. So I'm like, oh, we're fourth. Uh, they they got the clock running and the matches are going already. Like, I'm like, oh well. I'm like, well, this is that was the first one. I was like. I was a little bit in shock because I was like, dude, I'm, I, I don't want to wrestle Uguya feeling like this, you know? This is a match that I wanted, I've been preparing for to have a big match for. I don't want to feel him wrestling like garbage, you know? Yeah. And I'm burning, I know I have to put some sugars in me because the, the way I'm feeling, I need to eat some kind of carb or something that can hold me in those in, in 20 minutes. That's my saving grace. And and Dayan just goes, my Serbian trainer, goes, <laughs> runs to this training room and brings out these Serbian sausages called chevapi and they're like the greasiest thing ever and they're very strong smell with like onions and like this like so like, I don't know I almost threw up on the spot I smell it and I'm just like get that away from me right now get that away from me right now um so I ended up like yeah didn't eat that at all uh I think I ended up getting some type of like cliff bar that I just had to like drink with water down because I could I couldn't stomach anything else um and I was able to kind of get through me at this but at this point right here in the match uh going into the second um seven two yeah i think it was seven two right you lose um yeah i was losing seven two i knew i had to change up my game plan a little bit because i was getting him to react from my right hand i wasn't getting him to react with my right hand collar tying and clubbing him he was staying up so i started really using my snaps to off my left hand which i've been working a lot on it's just uh i was able to kind of you know, create some action on him there. And I knew with Uguia, it was kind of the type that was like, if I can get him moving and get to his legs, I know I can finish him. Cause he just usually holds such strong position here to where if I don't get in, that's usually how he beats you is you just have a hard time getting in. And I just felt that I could get in on him to where and, and score. Um, 
Yeah, and then I, at the, in the second period, I was just like, hey, I can't think about my first period. I'm just going to let it go. And once what ended up happening was once I started getting them to react, my mind, it just, it just kind of like my body just took over. I didn't have to think about it. I, I made the right adjustment. There was no thinking anymore. It was just like, let it fly, let it fly, let it fly. I just started, I just started swinging. And we had, we had spent tons of time to work on uh, my offense in short time situations um, beforehand. I actually had uh, Renary Ortega from Cuba with me training for three weeks prior, the guy that I beat from Cuba in the bronze medal match last year. So he was out training with me every day. I felt like we were in a, a medal match situation in, in matches along with my other partners as well. So uh, I, I was prepared for these tough situations, to be honest with you. It just it just felt, uh, um, I, I just, yeah, my body was, uh, or my preparation was ready for this, regardless of how I felt. Yeah, like we're at 45 seconds left. You're down by three. Probably not even thinking, right? You're just kind of reacting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this seatbelt position was nice because that's something I wanted to get to more. Um, I just hadn't found the opportunity to yet, so I, I knew once I got there, I was like, I'm, I'm going to score this one. So I did. And then, honestly, this last takedown that I ended up scoring, so that was the one I was like, oh, that was a nice takedown. This last one, though, I just came out. To, I just started snapping, getting him to react, getting him to react. I'm just going to eventually find something to get go for. And uh, I was actually talking to Miles Amin about this because – Miles literally is the king of getting last second clutch takedowns <laughs> in matches and ice and, and winning like this. And I, I almost kind of took a Miles Amin type shot on him, but you know, moved him with my left hand, kind of went in for the crossbody double leg and ended up catching split in the middle and cutting back to a single leg. So, you know, I have no idea how I pulled that last one out. I was in awe when I did this and I had no, I was just, just so ecstatic. And, and once, once that happened, I, I was, uh, I the, my confidence was was there that I could I, I'm going to win the tournament. You know, it was just one of those things. So yeah, well, you say you were ecstatic. Old boy here <laughs> might have been more excited. Savon hasn't seen this. Yet. Yeah, yeah. So this is we're up in like the little press area where we got. And if you want to play this one, Amanda, this he is, is one just, of my best friends. So this is an extremely biased take. But Savon meets the Goyev match or the last yeah. the end of it. So this is, I don't know if we can get audio, um, but this is me calling, this is me watching his uh, round of 16 match saying, I think he's about to beat Aguyev next round. And no offense, I was like, I don't know. Can we get audio on this? Oh! 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 Oh my god! Man, that makes me so oh happy, gosh. dude. Oh! We got interview! Oh! Oh! oh my god! Let's go! So bum! And then... So I ripped the door handle off. I was losing it. Stefan was like, he was losing seven to two. That is so cool, man. We go down, do we go down? We gotta get an interview. Trying to find also one of those things too is like he hadn't lost in five years. You know, I was the first person that had beat him in five years, and I I knew that like the way that he had kind of been wrestling was everyone kind of just tried to stand out in front of him, play really tactical games with him. And where he was just better at doing that than everybody else, he could get the one takedown, get it, get a gut wrench, or just or just get a takedown, uh, you know, uh, get the passivity call and lock a match out three zero, three one, and it called a day. I mean, he did it. To, he just beat Abukarov in Harachunian like a month or two months ago in the in the PWL league, and we were just like, I'm like, I I know if what we're working on. I'm like, I'm gonna be the guy to beat him. Like I was telling that to Sabalov in the in the in our in our uh, Serbian our camp in uh, Spain this year. I was like, I'm, I'm, I want him. I'm gonna beat him at Worlds if they come. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the guy to do it. I just kept telling them that, and so they were like, 
ecstatic. I mean, they were going crazy too when I after I ended up winning Worlds, we were talking about it because I was like, I told you I wanted Guyev. I told you I wanted him. You hit I'm gonna the, do it. The Hungman Son celebration. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big Tottenham Hotspur fan and a Hungman Son fan, so I hit the little <laughs> camera celebration at the end. We I was following so. Stevan after, and he was like, man. I wasn't even like I didn't really want to celebrate on a Guyev like that, but I just couldn't believe that I even <laughs> did that. I just like overcame me. Uh, yeah, like I guess the style of doing it, you know, that yeah. first period of just me, the way that I had kind of like felt, and it, it took me to get my second, uh, my second wind going. That's I think kind of put me in that situation because I think that like the way that I did wrestle him in the in the second period, I. I'm not saying that like it would have done any different. I'm not taking anything away from Uguia, but I think that I could have changed my tactics a little sooner and been more reactive in that match, if that makes sense. Sure. Uh, in the first earlier in the first period, I just think like I just gave up seven points. That kind of felt like a blur of seven points, you know, where it was like, how how was he getting this? I'm, uh, you know, it, it, I just felt like I was hanging out for too long against him, where he's dangerous. And big win, but it's like, all right, bro, I got another one tonight in the semis to even get a chance to wrestle for gold. Um, and you got Abakarov. Let's let's pull over this this semifinal. We'll just let this one play out. And again, this is like a chop down version. So all yeah, the scores so are in this Abakarov, um, this was kind of like my rival at the weight class, I felt like, uh, especially after last year's uh, world championships. I felt that our semifinals was a pretty, pretty t uh, you know, tight uh, knit match. We the way that the match went last year was very similar to this year's where I ended up actually where I got to his leg. Um, I gave him a takedown at the end of the first period. So I was down two to one uh, or three to one because he had a passivity point. I had a passivity point and I ended up uh, getting to his leg with about a minute and a half left and he ended up exposing and rolling me for two. And then I we threw the challenge in to try for it and uh, I lost it. So I ended up being down. I ended up losing the match uh, six one. So it, it, the way that this match played out was almost very similar, but obviously, as you know, in the second period, he he attacked me and I exposed him and threw him for four. So it was very similar match. Uh, this Abakarov has very, 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 very strong legs and very good defense. I would say just so solidly on on the defense to where I just felt, you know, I, I would say Abakarov the way that I, the feeling of Uguyev Uguyev feels like a, a smaller person, like he, you know. Me and Abakarov, like I said, me and Abakarov, he's, we're both 61 kilo guys that are making this cut down. Where I could just feel that when we were wrestling in the semis, I could feel his his weight, you know, his in his legs and his hips. Um, so I, I just felt the, the, the big change that I made in this match against him was the pressure, the, the the discipline that I had from last year's changes for this year's. I did the right things to create the pressure. It just happened that he decided to take the shot in and. You know, I felt it felt his positioning where I had been able to just expose his back, and and I went for the, I went for the uh, chest lock, um, and then I was just really proud of how I closed this period out. I know it's a six-two lead; it's really hard to blow that against kind of a guy who's a little more defensive. Um, but I, I felt like I did the best job that I had done to to really close off a match here um, when we had been working, and I, I just stayed grounded. I stayed disciplined with my hands. Uh, my head positioning was perfect. I didn't uh, overreact to anything, and um, you know, I stayed smart. So this match was, you know, I I was I also felt the most back to myself in this match of the, the of the tournament, and I think confidence wise, and my body had been like, okay, I've got some time. I had about like two hours from Uguyev. 
you know, my wind was back in me, my legs were on me, I've got some food in my stomach, some, my water's going through me right. I, I felt like back to myself this match to where, you know, when I went for a club or went for my hands, I felt I felt good again. So this match was big for me just because, you know, to, to get to revenge somebody that you lose to, the world champ, the year before in the same, uh, in the semis again, you know, getting that revenge yeah. again, that one just felt like, a long time coming like I've been waiting for that match for a full year you know I've been waiting for that match that rematch again um so that that's how I would say with the, the of a car of match really went um I don't know how you guys felt about that one or how Tyler felt about that one any any input Tyler how you um, watching that one I mean I remember watching it and just being pumped when you hit the chest lock it's the Stevon or I interviewed Miles after his match he's like man Stevon pumped me up I've never seen that guy hit a chest lock in my life We've been working a lot of just positional wrestling on the, on my leg defense, and honestly, I think my leg defense is what won me the gold medal. Was because I it maybe you know, I gave up some takedowns, of course, but when it mattered, I was able to to defend how I was supposed to in those situations. Um, in that match, especially, you know, where I'm, I decided I've been working on. Hey, I felt the positioning. I'm I'm taking it. I, I didn't I have to think about it. I just I didn't hesitate. And the same you... thing in the finals, but we'll get we'll get to that. So. Yeah, just once you had a lead, it felt comfortable because that's a guy who, you know, he's like shorter. He's he'll get you on go behinds, like short center of gravity, like. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I didn't really. That's why I felt when he so when did decide to shoot, I was kind of applying yeah. the pressure. I went to front headlock him, and he went. I, I felt that like the way that his body went in for me, it, it just his head went down, and his butt was kind of up right away. So I I kind of had to take the chance to to go now, where I was where he was square with me. Um, and yeah, he, like I said, he, he's got super strong legs. Like when that position where I tried that little Batirov two on one slide by, I, I yeah. thought I was gonna get him, and it was like his leg was just like no, <laughs> and just like I'm like oh geez, I'm gonna have I'm gonna feel this feel this sucker if I'm trying to shoot on him later. So I'm like I had to really create some action, and he just shot first. So like trying to grab an oak tree. Well, we were in Serbia. Someone went probably went on like a five minute monologue about how crazy strong that guy's legs were. He wouldn't stop talking yeah. about. It. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look, you can watch him wrestle like some of the other tournaments. I mean, when you get on that high crotch leg, which I got to uh, last year, he just can put pressure from like you getting on his leg and driving into you just feels and like him being able to get his like foot like from from like you having his foot like in the ground to like his shoelaces down and, and like pressing into you with his leg. And then if he's not, he can he can roll you. So he feels so strong and like comfortable when you when you grab his leg. Like, I mean. He's strong. He's he's strong there. Yeah, and here and here we are. Uh, gold medal match against Ray Higuchi, uh, defending world champ at sixty one kilos. I was I was nervous this match like before because you know you have to sit all day around. You make weight like by the time you like okay you you don't you feel good getting the fluids in and eating around like three hours in, and after that you're just like old. Well, you think you can eat more. No, I didn't even want to touch any food. I didn't want to. I was just like anxious, like excitedly nervous, where I just needed to like move around or do something. So we ended up going in there, me and my dad and Paul Petrov, my sparring partner. We ended up kind of working out some game plans and figuring out how I wanted to wrestle him. So that first go behind, we knew that I'm a lefty. So we knew that he was going to, he has a really good system for his single and arm drag. So we knew, like, hey, if you're gonna, if he takes that single or the arm drag, like you gotta try to reattack that. So the way that I had been able to go and the way I pulled back with my body, I was able to actually get that reattack right away on on Higuchi. And with with Higuchi is, I mean, I I personally think that he would have would have won that the way that he wrestles, his volume, 
the way that he attacks and, and can shoot. Uh, I think that he probably would have won the tournament without me in it th- that way. The way that he wrestled, the way that he he's so aggressive, and also right here. just so how Vaducci dangerous is. he is in parterre. Uh, all yeah. summer long, since like I remember, since uh, even in Spain when I was there, we practiced so much parterre defense for Higuchi specifically. Yeah, Going cause... down, like if I give up a takedown, we know what he's going to try to turn me with. He's going to try outside shelf in the leg. Trap the gut, like, you know, go up to a folded gut wrench if he does misses it. He can go thread the leg, the arm through. He's got one of the best systems in world wrestling, like any weight class. So we, we had to be ready for, hey, there's a chance he's probably going to take you down but for how offensive he is, even if you even if you can defend him some of the times. But you got to be ready on parterre, you know. He's he's the real deal there. And he is he's a machine the way he can – he doesn't stop, you know what I mean? And – you like you think that you know? I would say this match. Me and my dad were talking about it, and also Paul afterwards. This match, I probably was probably the, the furthest off of my game plan than my other two matches. Um, I think that had to do with the way that I didn't realize how dangerous he is. You think, oh, I've got his elbow here. Oh, I've got him in an inside tie, or I've got something like this, and he can still release and drop low underneath you. And it was just like he could just disappear, and. Uh, so so that that's how that felt. Um I remember from from me when I saw Higuchi on top and he got Sevon's legs uh, together there, I was uh-oh. scared because Higuchi is pound for pound one of the best top parterre wrestlers in freestyle. So I thought it was a huge win that Stevon, even though he was losing on criteria at that point, um didn't get turned. I thought that was huge. Yeah, even here, right here when he gets the single leg. J- those J- Japanese guys, they're really strong ankle biters, so they'll catch your ankle, lock it out. He did there. What I was ready for, like, the defensive side, I just – I guess, like, the thing was, like, a few, the few attacks that he got, I, I felt like he got a little too clean. I didn't make him work enough on that single. And also that double leg that he hit, we were preparing for that double. And at, after I had won, my dad was like – we were all, like, excited and stuff. But, like, we are going to bed. Like, we couldn't really sleep. My dad just goes to me he's like, that double seven I'm like how'd you let that happen we worked on it i was like yeah come on let's wait till tomorrow to talk about like, that position but um yeah um, you know i think that that my little cross body uh you know everyone knows my knee pulls coming but me going across to that ankle far ankle really helped me with my length at the weight class um where guys think kind of expected to move back to far ankle especially higuchi was a lefty so that's kind of how i was able to catch the foot and then swing back into my single leg um but in my opinion, this this was my favorite takedown of the whole tournament was my leg defense here because we had just been working so much on, on my positional wrestling. And uh, to have an, such a strong uh, offensive guy like Kaguchi and, and the scramble and the – I mean, in my opinion, this was a world-class defense. Of, this is textbook of how I was able to really use my hips, fight the position, you know, catch the ankle, use my hips, use my leg, get back properly – you know and then i kind of faked him out i knew he was going to try to jump over me there so i just kind of was able to hook it i didn't go for the roll and i and i got the takedown so for me that was my favorite takedown of the tournament um that obviously the the ugui of uh one of the ugui of like ice the that like the iced it yeah the iced it was great but for me this one was because it showed that like what i needed to do and then also defending this off i i knew in my head i was like i'm not letting him score this i just got to be smart like I could tell the ankle wizard my strength that I had. He wasn't going to be able to get anything. Was I, I was, I was in good position. I want to point something out that Stevon oh. does right here. Uh, it looks Stevon gets his arm between them right there yeah. for like a second before they Slice go out the of bounds. Bread, stop yeah. sign, and that's that's uh, that's huge. I, I thought yeah, I, mean, I was able to do this. Won the gold medal. Yeah. Yeah. Even yeah. if there was some room to wrestle, 
he's trying to drag it out to where like it's pushing so th that's why my arm looks shorter than it is but I mean that's a position where if we're in the middle of the mat he probably wouldn't have pushed it there and I maybe have been able to feed my arm through so he kind of it was a one pointer but they challenged for two and they lost it so I mean I would have won for two one wouldn't have won anything you know we uh, so, we slowed it down in the office yesterday and uh, we we thought it wasn't even one actually like it looked like you really? guys were grounded the whole time yeah so probably was I just didn't know like if because I came back up for a second and went back down yeah. but like maybe it was was one but and in the heat of the um, moment it's tough to yeah maybe remember or know the details I, I just knew that like I was safe I was just like praying I was like please because the, there's four seconds left please. on the clock it's the most dramatic challenge there could possibly yeah. be. If it's, it's two, step it on. The match. Has only has four seconds to score, so yeah. There it and, is. Uh, What's this feel like? I, I I knew like with four, they it was like insane. I was I was like I couldn't believe it. Like I just, I, it felt like I had to like soak it in. Like I had to tell myself like Stevan, like I just did it. Like remember, this isn't just some match. Like you just did. Like you just you are the best in the world right now. Like this is what you've been dreaming for your whole life soak it in i can't just <laughs> like you know the, the way that you're just prepared for it and everything like that and the way that you're you, i visualize this moment winning against these guys getting my hand raised being on the top of the podium serbian national anthem playing like i can't you know it doesn't feel like this was the first time of it happening but then when it happened it was like yo this is actually this is the real thing this is how it is like and i knew i could do it too so it wasn't like some surprise it was just like i just did it kind of thing and it, it was, I mean, yeah, amazing. We uh, we got dinner and we were waiting for a taxi and Stevan, some of us were talking about just like what we want to do in life and Stevan was just sit, sitting there and he's like, you know what's crazy is I just like achieved my life goal. <laughs> uh, I like, like my, one of my life goals is, is to be a world champion and just to like get that uh, accomplished is just like, I never really thought about like after doing that. Like obviously now I've got the Olympic games and I, I want to be an Olympic champion, but like what happens like when you do achieve that because it's about to me wrestling is the journey and like it still is even after you do these things um it's about wanting to keep improving as a wrestler because i don't want to be the same wrestler that i am this year next year i want to i want to get better i want to make the improvements i need to do um but it was just crazy thinking about that at the time uh like i'm a world champ now and this is that's that's it you know there's no more uh like oh i'm trying to be i'm striving to be one i am one i want to do it again of course but it's weird to say that you when you set a goal to do in your lifetime and it's taken you almost 20 years to accomplish it since you started the sport of wrestling uh yeah it, it's just it's kind of hard to fathom and when we were in montenegro last year we were sitting down and Sevon, we were having a conversation about like what way he he wanted to go this year and i was like well what's your priority the olympics or he's he looked at me he's like i just want to be a world champion and I was like, I said, then go 61. Like, it, it's easier for you to make the weight. It's going to be a, the year before the Olympics. So, like, a lot of the best guys are going to converge yeah. on the Olympic weights. And uh, and then he's, he said, nah, I'm just going to do the hard, like, the hardest. <laughs> Not to take anything away from 61, but. Yeah, but, like, no, without a doubt. Um, yeah. I mean, the Olympic weights are extremely stacked. I mean, 57 and 65 are two of the toughest and, like, most deep weights in the world. And, I mean, to go out on top the way that I did was was. I think pretty stellar and also just my head and heart had never been I think that like I said been that uh, aligned with my technique to where yeah my technique I think I don't think I would have been able to do what I did with like if my technique wasn't better than it was last year but also to when faced with the 
the adversity when faced in these situations, when given an Olympic champion, two-time world champion, then a world champion from last year, a world champion the way above an Olympic silver medalist. Uh, you know, you, I had to rise up still because last year's Worlds was, was to me, felt like, you know, was nothing as challenging as this year's was. So, uh, as in, as in like what I had to go through, but my mind was right. My mind was right. And I remember, this is my last thing I'll say on it. Uh, uh, you know, remember warming up and kind of feeling a little bit tired, like, like, you know, like how am I, you know, what am I going to do? Kind of like, as in, I, I'm trying to get myself ready thinking about how you're feeling and stuff like that. And I just look around, I see Higuchi warming up here, Haratunian's over there. Um, you got everybody, 57, uh, Bakarov and Uguiva pacing back and forth, getting ready to wrestle. And I'm just thinking like in my head, I just forgot how I felt. and was just like, this is what I live to do. Like, this is what, I, what I'm what i here for. I want to be in this battle and I want to win the battle. Like I'm in the trenches right now and I'm going to go to war. And, and my mindset really for the tournament was, I don't care how I feel. I'm just going to come out of this like I gave it my everything because I know that my body's tech is prepared to do what it's supposed to do and I'm just not going to think about that and no matter how I feel like my main priority was like you know screw my feelings I'm just going to worry about fighting and that was it and I think that's what got through me because especially like going from that the the main tr- uh, struggle for me was getting from that Abdullayev match and getting mentally prepared for how my body felt then having to wrestle the favorite of the weight class yeah you know within 20 minutes to get myself amped from from the weight cut and get myself back at it that for me was my biggest my biggest thing in my mind to where i had to just say hey like i'm going to war today i'm not this isn't this isn't about how i feel this isn't about i gotta remember everything that i've done for this prior year for this moment i can't just be like a cop out because oh i don't feel that good my legs are a little bit or like oh like you know my tummy hurts or something you know (laughs) like this is what i've trained for this is it so I, I took the moment. Hell yeah. Well, you, you took the moment and you made the most of it. And the moments yep. thereafter, which was one of, one of the most impressive runs of the whole tournament, the gauntlet that you went through there. And Thank you. Even the round of, you know, 16 quarters, semis, finals. So uh, hats off to you, man. Su- super impressive and, and, yeah, super Thank proud you so of much. you. Um, I want to change gears for one last little bit. I, I gave you a heads up, maybe not enough time, but – we, the joke time a little joke segment right. I want to see what you got uh, right. I, I got one it's actually a funny one um, <laughs> well the joke's not that funny it's kind of dumb uh, so why was 6 afraid of 7 because 7, 8, 9 7, 8, 9 okay I know that's dumb but when I thought of that joke it reminded me of something funny um, one of my really good <laughs> friends and teammates from Michigan Kane in store we were uh, it was me Kane it was all like the the senior guys that in Michigan the one year and we went to this like uh Michigan had us do this like promotional media thing on this big uh like for the you know record like some bits so when we do dual meets they they play out like little sound bites things like in but yeah sound bites video clips they do like fun things for the fans yeah well they had us come in there and do some really <laughs> corny like uh quotes from movies and they were making us do like why is it so fluffy and like all these <laughs> weird things and we're like we're like let the freshmen do these i was like i'm not like i'm 25 years old i'm not about to be over here acting like a little kid like doing spongebob like no i don't know what i don't know what you know like just weird stuff like that and the 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 guy that was like he didn't know who it was he was like new to the media he called me steven so he just were like the whole time we're like man steven is his seventh year at michigan (laughs) like it's his seventh year 
seven, eight, nine. That's all I'm saying the whole time. So we're just laughing at that, like, while we have to do these, like, this corny bit. Just because the guy called me, he's like, so uh, you, your name's Steven? So we're like, me and Kane were just, like, joking about it. We still, like, mess around with it because I was, like, literally like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm actually uh, 27. <laughs> so, uh, Steven and Cannon. Yeah. Steven and Cannon. So. Cool. Awesome, man. Well, uh, I mean, we we probably keep going. We're actually probably over time, but I, th I think we're doing all right. But, uh, man, I appreciate you coming on. I, I don't know. You, you got anything else for your buddy here? Uh, no. Congrats. <laughs> hey, you're so enthusiastic about it. I guess good, good job or something. I mean, I, I already said it. Uh, no, it's yeah, cool. Tyler's, it's, uh, Tyler's done enough, and uh, I'm thankful to have him as a friend. And, I think he's doing a great job with you guys at Flow. He's I'm, killing it. Uh, oh, thanks. He is. He's that crushing you guys it. Have. One thing that Stevon did that was like that really uh, was touching to me was when after he won gold, like at UWW guys, as soon as you're in with your interview, they pull you in for photos. Yeah, yeah. And um, down the hallway in that. Yeah, room? down the hallway. Yeah. yeah, and and they pulled everyone in, and and he pulled the Serbian coaches in, and then Sean and and um, Josh came in too, like the Michigan coaches. And he's like, I want to do one with the Michigan coaches. And then, um, and I'm just like recording everything. And Sevon's like, and that means you too, Tyler. And, and <laughs> so I like give the camera to Eric and I, and Sevon, it was like very touching to me that Sevon pulled me in to take the picture with them. Heck yeah. Right after he yeah, I got to get cool. those photos too. I think uh, I'm waiting for, I think I'll have like somebody from UWW, probably Eric Olinowski sent them to me. But yeah, the, that was a cool moment. Like not just to have like my, you know, my dad in my in Serbia with me down there. It was awesome to have, uh, you know, Coach Bormat, Coach uh, Chirella, you know, Coach KJ. Like having everybody down there, you know, all watching me win, and then you know, and then having also Tyler, who just you know he's working for Flow. We were roommates, and he's wrestled with me at Michigan. Like Heck I yeah. couldn't have like dreamt for a better thing. And then like Miles was and Malik were there. The whole Mean family. You know, I was so excited for their medal and for Miles's bronze as well. I mean, he wrestled really, really well. And uh, it's first his first world medal too, so I know that meant a lot to him. So it was just awesome having, uh, you know, like our team all there. Um, it's just crazy to think how far we've came, you know. It's nice to have familiar faces in. Well, I guess it's actually not an unfamiliar place with for you, Serby, but you know, just having that familiarity and that, that comfort level around you is pretty awesome. So I'm glad you got to celebrate with your dad, your coaches, and old Thank Teacup you. over here. Do you guys call him Teacup? We used to call him. He used to, he went through this like weird YouTuber phase <laughs> where he made straight a little bit of content and uh, he's, I don't. He's stick funny for long, because he so. was in a lot of the videos. He used to love to be a part of them. So, dude, I should have sent to, I should have sent uh, producer Amanda the music videos we used to make. Teacup production music videos. <laughs> well, you've seen it. You've seen the video we made, right? Yeah, I think so. We like. Hey, we we're gonna have to do another one. When we were bored, we used to uh, take like British trap like songs and we just like make high quality production music videos. Malik, Malik, I mean, has this like Jeep Cherokee, so it just kind of looks like kind of looks like you're trapping in it. Like it had like the black rims, and it, I was like just, flying like, the drone. He kind of like drone flew shots. his drone, awesome. and we're just like out the window, like yo, <laughs> yeah, breaking it down. Heck yeah, yeah. awesome. Well, uh, Stefan, Steven, Steven, Steven. Steven, uh, <laughs> thanks for joining us, and congrats. We're all super happy for it. But we're going to give you the, the final word to say anything you want to say about anything. Uh, thanks for having me. You, uh, thanks for having me. Um, huge fan of the show. 
Um, and also, I'm just excited for uh, Paris, for you guys to, to follow my journey this next year. I'm really looking forward to it, uh, you know, coming off of this world gold, but also, you know, Tokyo wasn't the tournament that I wanted to have. So I, I'm just extremely fired to just be the best version of myself in, uh, in August of next year. So I cannot wait for that. Awesome, man. Really quickly, I, yeah. I want to – I know Stefan will appreciate me reminding him to do this. Uh, talk about Paul Petrov real quick. Just give him a shout-out. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, so I got to give a – yeah, thank you. I know I didn't really get to talk about, like, all my whole training situation, but Paul Petrov, we he is a, he wrestled at Bucknell uh, a couple-time NCAA qualifier. Um, he, he did really well for them. He only wrestled for four years, but we went, we grew up together as kids. His father was our, we're actually neighbors as well. His father, uh, was our head coach for Hanover central. And, uh, we grew up wrestling together my, our whole lives. And, you know, we won, we won state titles together. And then when he went to school, I went to school and when he finished, he actually went and worked in Chicago. So I remember it was the summer before the, the Kazakhstan in 2019, I came home for a couple weeks, uh, and me and Paul started training together. And uh, he really helped me as kind of a sparring partner. I ended up bringing him to Kazakhstan. And kind of the rest is history. He kind of got back re-involved into wrestling again. And he starts. he's running our uh, my childhood club, Region Wrestling Academy, with Alex and Jason Sertzis. Um, So, you know, he's a, a huge part of that. He's, you know, helping them tremendously. And not only that, he's with me uh, working out uh, twice twice a week, usually three times sometimes. Uh, getting workouts in when we when we need him to, and he's there. He's he's been selfless for me, and I think it's it's been kind of awesome that we've been able to travel the world together. Uh, I wouldn't be where I am without him, and uh, yeah, very thankful for him. He's, you know, he's the man. Awesome, glad you gave him the opportunity to give a shout out, and uh, Stevan, <laughs> Devon, uh, congrats again. Thanks for joining us, man, and and we're looking forward to your to your run out in Paris. All right, guys, thanks for having me. Enjoy the day. Yep. Have a great day. Thank you. Of course. Peace. All right, peace, peace. man. Uh, and that's going to do it. We got Tyler in the house. Maybe we'll get him back on more often. This was fun. But uh, anything else? Um, I don't know if we want to wait for it. I, I did, Amanda did ask me for the music video YouTube link. <laughs> I sent it to her. We don't have to wait for it. We'll put it. We'll put it. Uh, we'll put the link in, in, <laughs> yeah. in the bottom of the video. I'm gonna let this one play out. But but thanks everybody. Be sure to check out their music video. We'll, we'll clip it in there. And oh, we'll, we're going. oh my gosh, we'll, she got it. We'll we'll roll it out. We'll we'll, we'll end it on this. <laughs> you guys can end it. We'll, we're gonna we're gonna call out or sign off. But we'll let this video play out, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks, y'all. <laughs> Get some audio on. Hold on. Back up, back up, uh, come closer. Vida loca. Hands are kind of sober. Are we still are we still live? It looks like it. Okay. <laughs>